Hi, I'm Caitlin. Hi, I'm Rebecca. We're not from Memphis, but we love it. Welcome to Memphis Type History, the podcast. Good evening, Caitlin. Good morning, Rebecca. Um, we're going to talk about houses today. And I just realized this is now my second time to talk to you about houses. Mm-hmm. It better be as good as the Lustrian homes. Lustron oh, homes. Oh, man. Lustron. Lustron. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought I would talk about something that as Memphians, we have all seen in various forms and fashion. And really, these exist all over the South in all sorts of different types of neighborhoods. And those are the shotgun homes. Mm, I have plenty of those on my street. Yeah. And you actually have a famous one on your street, right? Well, his isn't a shotgun house. Um, That's right. Talking about Jeff Buckley. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But he's across the street from one. Okay. It is a shotgun house across the street from a famous house. That's pretty good. Yeah. So I've seen shotgun houses um, in various places, but when what really struck me about them in Memphis was one of the first times I was actually in the city, like trying to figure out where we were going to live. It was recommended to us that we drive around and look for rental properties um, and just look for signs in neighborhoods that we liked. So we were doing that. And we ended up in Cooper Young one night and we saw this really charming little street with all these shotgun houses. And we just got out and walked around and loved it. And we ended up moving to Cooper Young. Not into a shotgun house, though. We moved into a 1920-something bungalow. I remember that. Yeah, but the little shotgun houses, they really, um, they stole our hearts. Mm -hmm. So I just, I wanted to look into these homes that we can really drive around a lot of neighborhoods in Memphis and see, just so now you can know a little bit more about them when you see them. Okay, so a shotgun house uh, is obviously very narrow. It's those, for anyone listening who doesn't actually know what they are, they're those extremely narrow houses that you see usually kind of like in a row on a street with very small lots. They're kind of like crammed in usually. The quintessential uh, shotgun house is one room wide and at least three rooms deep. And an, a, an original, like, legit shotgun house would be 12 feet wide with only a window and a door at the front. Are there windows on the sides at all? Uh, yeah, there'd be windows on the sides. Both sides, I think, do you but think? I can't remember now. Maybe. Even though I walk by them all the time. I think it maybe depends. I'm not sure. Yeah. But the ones, the very original ones, just had enough room at the front for, like, the front door and then, like, the Correct. window. Mm-hmm. Um, for you architect types, it is oriented with the gable end. Facing the street. (laughs) Just a tidbit for you, people. Um, (laughs) There's no hallway. Uh, So if you've never been in a shotgun house, the way they work is you walk in the front door, and then to get to any of the rooms at the back, and usually the kitchen is at the very back, you have to walk through all the rooms in between. So you go in the living room, and then you walk through the bedrooms to get to the back to the kitchen. Hmm. So they got the name because you could fire a shotgun through the front door, and it would go all the way through the back door without hitting anything. (laughs) I did see an interesting little note that if you do ever go into a shotgun house where the doorways are not straight like that, where you couldn't, like, make a clean shot through it and not hit a wall or door frame, Uh then it's because the doors were purposefully misaligned to keep ghosts and spirits from coming in because it was said that such ghosts and spirits preferred houses that they could pass straight through so they preferred the shotgun house yeah because they could go straight through a shotgun house 
But if you made the doors where they weren't, they couldn't go straight through anymore, then it would keep them out. Would that make the ghosts mad? It just, they didn't want to bother with that. They didn't want to try. Wait, so you would want, you don't want ghosts in your house though, right? Right. So you want some misaligned doors in there. And that's what they did. They started doing that? Uh, Some houses were like that. As a result of not wanting ghosts in their house? Yeah. I don't think it was like everyone's shotgun house, but that was like the superstitious Got it. Format. Yeah. No, this totally makes sense. If I was, you know, a ghost, I would prefer to just drive through places easily. Yeah. Assuming that you can't go through a wall, that you can only go through doorways. These were maybe early ghosts before cartoons made us believe they could go through walls. I know. Those cartoons changed my mind. Yeah. So shotgun houses, probably, it's a little bit unknown, but they probably came from um, Haiti, So they probably got to Haiti as like traditional African floor plans brought over to Haiti by colonial era slaves. And then those Haitians brought the housing format or whatever, the style, to New Orleans. Uh, That's the earliest shotgun location of the shotgun houses in the States. And they were built in the 1840s. Oh, wow. There's so many houses like that in New Orleans. A lot of people seem to associate shotgun houses with rural life and like um, slave quarters and stuff like that, but they were actually pretty much only an urban type of housing. I thought it was for soldiers. Like they had to make a bunch for, I don't know where I got that from. Well, they did make them a lot for like, because urban environments, like they started needing to pack people in during industrialization. Mm-hmm. So they did. Um, so the second wave of shotgun architecture was in the 1860s and 70s, and those were a little bit fancier with like mm-hmm. Italianate um, architectural adornments and such. Um, and they were usually built by the owners. But then maybe what you're kind of thinking of is the third wave in the late 1880s. Okay, and those were those were like really simple shotguns. And they were built to be rentals for working class people yeah, because of industrialization. That's what I am thinking of. And they'd be, I mean, they'd be good housing for all types, like if you need to put a bunch of people or like families in a small environment. Mm-hmm. So I, that's a little history. That's awesome. And you can find shotgun houses all around in Memphis. Um, some famous ones blues. So, blues musician W.C. Handy Shotgun House was originally at 659 Jeanette Place. And that's where he wrote a lot of his most well-known classics like Yellow Dog Blues and Bill Street Blues. Um, but it is now at 352 Blue Street. You can uh, – 352 Beale Street. <laughs> Blue same Street. Same thing. Same thing. I mean same yeah. thing. <laughs> um, we all know what you're talking about. So it's now a museum. And I think the front of it is set up like his house. And then the back of it has a lot of pictures and history of Bill Street and the blues there, which I think – would be pretty interesting. Are you talking about, you're saying on Beale Street, there is a museum mm-hmm. that looks like the front of his house? It is his house. What? They moved it. And what is it called again? It's um, a, it's a museum. I forget what it's called. It's a blues something museum. Okay. Blues Foundation Museum or Blues... On Beale Street. Street something. How do I on Beale Street. I'm going to go on Tuesday probably. Yeah, dude. It's supposedly easy to miss. I saw that in like reviews that it's, yeah. it's like easy to miss. And I've never noticed it. Yeah, I think there are a lot of places on Beale Street. Every time I go, I notice something different that I feel like I didn't notice was there before. That's true. So I'm going to look for something. Yeah, I'm going to look for that and take a picture. Yeah, take a picture. So we can post it on uh, show notes. Yeah, which 
Show notes will be memphistypehistory.com slash shotgun. Shotgun. Um, Aretha Franklin was born in a shotgun house in Memphis. In the actual house. Yeah. Well, oh, I don't know about in the actual house. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. She lived, She was born and lived there. May or may not have been in the house. I'm not sure. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, oh, it's okay. It's at 406 Lucy Avenue. Oh, Lucy's a good name. Uh, it's in the South Memphis area. She lived there till she's about one and a half. Okay. And then she went to Detroit, where she, she kind of more identifies with Detroit. But she was born in Memphis. And rumor has it, her bathtub is still in that house. Oh, uh, wow. Yeah. I won't knock on the door and ask. Well, it's abandoned. Oh, okay. Well, possibly. There might be someone living there. I'm not sure. Like, I found a 2014 WREG article, and I learned that Vera Lee House owned that home for 20 years, raised 12 kids in it. Really? And this is in relation to the James Lee people? Do you know? Victorian Village? No. Oh, okay. This is just, yeah. She just lived in it and tried to keep it up, but... um. It's pretty dilapidated. She doesn't live there now. And there's some kind of like weird, it's like abandoned and boarded up. But at some point, her son was living there to try to keep people from taking over it or whatever. Uh And there's some kind of weird court case between like the people who are trying to save it for history and uh, tax law and things like that. I don't know. It it was a rabbit hole. I didn't jump down Mm -hmm. for this episode. (laughs) Okay, here's some more. And Things might have changed by now. I couldn't find for sure, but they're still interesting to know about, even if you can't, like, go see them necessarily anymore. Um, I found a couple posts from 2014, 2015 on Lost Memphis, and I'll put that, those links in the show notes. It's a really great website. Mm -hmm. Um, He highlighted a couple of the interesting areas where you can find shotgun homes around town. Wells Avenue is one, and this area used to be on the National Register of Historic Places, but that designation got removed in 2014 and that kind of makes me think that maybe by now most of those houses are gone and i tried to kind of look it up and see like on zillow and stuff but i couldn't really tell in a book on memphis architecture this area has been called the best collection of shotguns in the whole city really it's basically yeah it's a whole street with a bunch of them on one side they're a little wider than like how i was telling you like the original original shotgun houses were 12 feet across. These yeah. are were 25 feet across. Okay. And I think that's probably, they were built more like in the, at the turn of the century. So I guess families like wanted more space by that time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there's a bunch of them or there were, or I don't know, like all in a line in that typical way, kind of crammed together. And then on the other side are a bunch of bungalows from the 20s. So that's kind of cool. Yeah. You have like, that's kind of when I think of like Memphis houses, I think of bungalows and shotguns. So I feel like that street is like all of it right there. And then there's also an area of duplex shotgun houses. So two shotguns smushed together like to be a duplex. Oh, okay. What's the purpose of putting them together to save a little yard space? I think so. Well, I probably just... Insulation maybe? Probably to save, like make construction cheaper, I bet. I bet it's cheaper to make a duplex than... Uh, like two whole houses you could basically make one house and then put a divider in it yeah so these duplex shotguns are in an area called belts court and i'm probably actually going to do an episode around this in the future in some way i haven't decided yet but there's like there's like a lot that i could probably talk about um but for now uh belts court was built in 1936 and it was housing for the african-american families who were working at the north memphis industrial district which was developed by Philip Belts. 
And that name should probably be familiar. Yes, there's a Bell's Museum. Yeah. So I think there's probably a lot here for a future episode. I think so. These houses are kind of built, not only are they weird in that they're shotguns, but the way they're laid out is kind of different. So the work area, like the industrial district, was within walking distance of Belt's Court. So I guess it was assumed that people didn't need cars. So there's nowhere to put your car or anything. Instead, like, there's like a dozen of the duplexes, and they are lined up with a pedestrian court through the middle. So you your front door and front windows look across the grassy court in the middle to like across to a neighbor's house. Mm-hmm. And then like the street is on the side. Oh, huh. Does that make sense? Like yeah. so only t- only one house on one side and one house on the other side actually like have a side of their house onto the street. Yeah. So like now there's some pictures on this website of people who live, like, not of the people who live there, but, like, showing that these houses, some people live in them. And people, like, to park your car, you have to, like, hop the curb and, like, put it up in the grass because there's no oh, driveways or anything. That's right. If you, you can't just park on the road because if your house is kind of, like, one of the ones further back, you have to walk kind of far from your car to your house. Yeah. So people just drive up onto the curb. Oh, one interesting thing, and you were asking about, like, why would you make a duplex? And I said, uh, it's probably cheaper. It, they could, they each house has one chimney, but there are four fireplaces total. Oh. So maybe that was one way yeah. to make it cheaper. <laughs> yeah, I'd say so. As of 2014, there were only three of those houses that were still there. And I, I couldn't find out for sure, like, if any of those three still exist. Um, they're not very practical for modern families. And like I said, the lack of driveway and stuff is kind of annoying, I'm sure. Yeah, a little piece of history over there. Lack of driveway, kitchens all the way in the back. Yeah, you got to walk through bedrooms. Not ideal. Yeah, I don't think people would be used to that. Ours is actually all the way to the back, but we don't have to walk through any bedrooms to get there. So that makes a difference. Yeah. And your old house was all the way in the back, your kitchen. And a lot of houses are like that in Midtown. Yeah, the bungalow we were in, you like walked in and we had these two, I guess, living rooms. Mm -hmm. A little one on the left and a bigger one on the right with a fireplace that didn't work. Then there was like, not it didn't have a hallway really. It had like, you went in this door sort of and it had like a little space and to you could go into the bathroom or you could go into the master bedroom but to get to the guest bedroom you had to walk through the master bedroom or instead of turning left into the weird like hall space where the bathroom and the door to the master bedroom were you could keep going straight from the like living room with the fake fireplace through the <laughs> dining room through the kitchen and someone at some point had built a janky little porch thing like enclosed or some not a porch like an enclosed room at the back with like a janky washer and dryer and a tiny little door to the guest room and a <laughs> back door like Alice in yeah Wonderland so size. you could yeah it was like this well skinny it was real skinny um huh. and it didn't close all the way you had to like kind of latch it but it still didn't really close all the way and they had like cut it themselves but like that was just to i guess someone decided to like force a way to get to the <laughs> guest room without having to go through the master. But it was a funny little house. We liked it. Yeah, I did too. Oh, I think old houses are cool. Yeah, I like them. They're a different character. I've never lived in a shotgun. Um, I don't think I've stayed in one before either. I, uh, several have come up on Airbnb when I was like trying to play New Orleans trips and stuff, but I never wanted to stay in them because there was always notes. That would be. Yeah, but there's always notes like, 
but everyone has to walk through this room to get to the rest of the house, so just be aware. And I just never wanted that. <laughs> like a room that other people were living in? Or like a room, yeah, like... Um, or staying in? Yeah, like let's say you're in the room they rent out, but the room behind it yeah. is like some somebody's room. Like they have to walk through your room to get to their room or to the kitchen. And I just never, <laughs> I don't know. I just like my privacy too much. Yeah. I might do it just to I see. I've gotten one. I'll do it and I'll report back, see what it's like. Okay. If we find one. I guess New Orleans would be the place to do it. Yeah. There may be a listener who lives in a shotgun house that will let you take a tour. Oh, that'd be great. That'd be cool. Or if, if anybody who lives in a shotgun house and doesn't mind sending pictures, that would be great. Yeah. Send us pictures. We'll share them. We'd love to let other people see your beautiful shotgun house. Mm-hmm. We want to see them. We want to see how you live in these historic homes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, next time you're around Cooper Young or, I mean, there's actually a few like new developments where they like redid some of the houses, I think, yeah. and turned them into rehabilitated them or whatever. I mean, next, so next time you see a narrow little, a little house, look closely, might be a shotgun house. And now you know something about it to impress your yeah. friends. They are still there, and there are some on my street. If y'all, if anyone wants to visit Rembert, <laughs> North Rembert, yeah, in front of Jeff Buckley's house. There's those, and there's um, aren't there maybe like Nelson? Is that the street? There's a little street around there, Nelson, Evelyn, like around in there somewhere that has a lot of them. I think probably. I just can't remember now what street it yeah. is. You go around Midtown, drive on your bicycle or walking, you'll mm-hmm. see them. The shotgun house is for you. Well, that was interesting. Till next time when we learn more about bells. Yeah, that was Memphis Type History, the podcast. We like your type. You've been listening to Memphis Type History, the podcast. It would mean so much to us if you head over to iTunes and give us a rating and review. Be sure to subscribe and never miss an episode. Want to be part of Memphis Type History and get behind the scenes content, merch, and more? Support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash Memphis Type History. That's Patreon spelled P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash Memphis Type History. Find more Memphis Type History on our blog at memphistypehistory.com, on Facebook, Instagram, and Pinterest as Memphis Type History, and on Twitter at Memphis Type. Hey, everybody. We are not just a podcast, and we are not just a blog. We started off as a couple of Memphis fans who put a book together, and it's called Memphis Type History. And you can find it in your local bookstore uh, if you're in Memphis. Shout out to, do you want to guess one? <laughs> I was asking if you want to guess one, sorry. No, I can't guess I know what they are. Yeah, <laughs> you know what they are. Okay, well, today I'm going to give a shout out to 5 and one Social Club, which you can find on Broad Avenue. And Caitlin, do you want to know a little yes. history of Broad Avenue? Yes, I love Broad Avenue. Lay it on me. Tell me more. Well, I'll just tell you how it started. Broad Avenue was originally the main street of Binghampton. A small railroad town chartered in 1895. So long Oh, it was ago. its own town. I guess that makes sense because Memphis used to be tiny. It's still kind of small with the big heart. <laughs> that's it? <laughs> that's it. That's, 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 the rest okay, is cool. like in 1919, the city was annexed by Memphis and Broad Avenue gradually fell into disrepair. I don't want to talk about that. That's sad. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's distant history now. Yes. It is a ha- happening place, and Five and One Social Club is awesome. Yeah. I did. Can I go ahead and just say before. that Five and One Social Club is probably? I'm a, I'm not afraid to even say it. It's probably it's my favorite Memphis goods store as far as like gifts. Memphis gifts. That's my. It's yeah. my favorite. Everybody go there. Buy our book, but you know maybe you could buy other stuff. It's okay. Just go. Yeah. 
We can cut all that stuff out. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. All right. Okay.